Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims. First, I want you guys to let me know if, if it's too dark, let me know, inshallah, I can fix it, make it a little brighter. Anhuma, man, how are you doing today? It's a bit dark. It's a bit dark, it's a bit dark though, bro. All right. Mind if I uh, fix it for a second, guys? Give me like two Please. seconds. Bro, take all the time in the world, man. It's not like we're doing a live or nothing. <laughs> You know, you're a funny guy, huh? Okay, one second. Better? All right, alhamdulillah. All right, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. What's going on, guys? Today, inshallah, we're going to be reacting to uh, Vlad and Yugen. This was requested, I think, starting a few streams ago and uh, throughout the last few streams. So, inshallah, we put together a little montage of their clips and uh, their perspective on Islam. And we will discuss that. Adam says, I think they add the countdown for stream delay to edit things like video clips uh, because they can't really do it instantly. Um, I don't, I think it's honestly the reason just to bring more people in before we start. Um, that's literally the only reason, but, uh, we got 237 viewers today. Alhamdulillah, send it to your friends and like the stream inshallah. It'll push it out to more people. That's smart, bro. I actually never knew that. I thought we did the, the countdown cause we're always late, <clears throat> but, um, that actually makes sense that it's, uh, bringing people in so that once we, once it starts, it's like, we can actually just start instead of waiting. Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> um, we have a, um, we actually have a super chat from the guys themselves, Vlad and Yugen. We would oh, love to chat with you guys sometime. I honestly, Wallah al I was thinking if they join the stream, if, if I see them in the comments, I'm going to invite them on. So instead of going Just through your in. clips, we'll send you the thing. Just DM me on Instagram at Rami uh, El Khalil. Rami El Khalil. I'll put it on the screen in a second. DM me, we'll send you the link. You can hop on. You guys can. Uh, Chat with us, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, let me just put this up for you guys. And thank you for the super chat. <clears throat> All right, Bismillah. <sighs> Subhanallah. I was recently diagnosed with diabetes. I couldn't believe I don't even weigh 140. I looked at it like, why is everything happening to me? But alhamdulillah, brother, if this is what Allah has in store for me. Firstly, may Allah bless you and have mercy on you, make it easy for you. Allahumma, I mean, a variety of people can get diabetes. It doesn't mean that you're fat. Um, I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to pretend that I do. But I know that you, you can, anyone can get diabetes. It's, has, I think Anhil knows and he wants to say it. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask the question, uh, is it type 1, type 2, which one is it? <clears throat> Let us know, uh, brother, check. <clears throat> yeah. Jesus is a Muslim, says Allah's messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa said, whoever says, subhanallah wa bihamdi, a hundred times a day will be forgiven all his sins, even if they were as much as the foam of the sea. Barakallah fiqh, may Allah bless you. Ahmed Khalili, thank you for the super chat. Jazakallah khair, may Allah bless you. I love you. Allahumma ameen. I should probably be checking my DM if I invited these guys. <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> Bismillah. Nothing yet. 
nothing yet. But it's okay, inshallah. We'll give it some time. Um, Mr. Yusuf asks, uh, brothers, can you please put a Quran recitation along the reminder uh, rather than a plain boring timer? Yeah, we um, want to. We had uh, Brother Yahya who agreed to let us use one of his uh, his recitations. But the thing with YouTube is that they instantly flag if there's uh, something that's reused. So even though he's giving us the the permission to use it, it's still going to get flagged each time that we use it. So in order for us to actually put something on there that doesn't get flagged, we would have to have an original piece. So inshallah, one day we will have an original piece. Yeah, we're working through the copyright stuff. Um, I think even if we do use his thing, he just has to not claim it. Um, and inshallah, we should be fine. But uh, we want to be absolutely sure before we do anything. But we are working on that, inshallah. Super chat from my own brain says, I was an atheist for most of my life. I re recently started believing in God and Islam makes sense to me 90% of the time. But some things like the miracles or descriptions of Jannah are hard for me to wrap. I'm assuming he means wrap his head around. Um, okay, inshallah. You know, first and foremost, that's amazing that most of Islam makes sense to you and is, you know, lines up with, with what you already, you know, what your own brain already believes, alhamdulillah. But, um, what, what is the 10% that is hard to wrap your head around? Is it something that is a contradiction or something that is just a little unbelievable to you? Mm. Inshallah, I think this will help us, you know, kind of get to the bottom of it. Yeah, inshallah. Allahumma barik from brother Amman. Barik fikum. May Allah bless you. Habibi. Sara says, if you believe in God, then miracles should be easy to accept, I think. 100%. I mean... We don't say Islam is true because Moses split the sea. We don't say that. We say we know Moses split the sea because Islam is true and the Quran says he split the sea. The reason we believe Islam is true is because of the evidences in the Quran, uh, the evidence of proof of prophethood from the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And uh, I think those are just basically the two biggest evidences that we have. It's weird to put a copyright on recitation. Why limit your rewards? Allah, it's, it's not him. It's not him, bro. It's not him. Yeah, it's, it's just YouTube in general. It's uh, like when something is reused, they just completely they flag it real quick. Yeah, but even if um, even if Yahya did decide to do that, um, I'm not a scholar of fiqh, but obviously, um, as far as I know, I don't even think it's like it's it's not haram. Like it's halal for him to do that. <clears throat> you know. People have access to other recitations for free online. Even them, they can listen to Yahya's recitation, which shout out to Brother Yahya. Yahya Busir has an amazing, Allahumma barik, amazing uh, recitation voice. You guys can go listen to it on his channel, inshallah. Yeah, I think it's fine too, bro, because if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do remember him using his recitations like for his own YouTube videos and for his business as well. So it would make sense that he, he copyrights it if he mm -hmm. does copyright it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I honestly think uh, I don't know where he is. I don't know where he is. I don't know where he lives. In some places, as soon as you make something and render it, like you, you basically own that thing. I don't know where he is on the rules there, but uh, regardless, Sister Noor asks, "How can I study the Quran by picking it up and reading it? If you cannot read in, in Arabic, you can read it in, in English, inshallah. But make sure you're reading the tafsirs or listening to a tafsir lecture, like put on a Newman Ali Khan video about, um, 
you know, uh, Surah Al-Fajr or something like that, his tafsir, of, not his tafsir, but him explaining from the other tafsir in the past what they said about it. Inshallah, that uh, will help you get closer to the Quran and understand it better. Inshallah. Inshallah. Also get a teacher, you know, to practice tajweed and all that. I'm going to give it one more chance if brothers Vlad and Yugen sent a request. I, inshallah, will invite them on. But it doesn't look like they have. So, inshallah, let's just begin with the reaction. What do you say, Anil? Let's go, bro. All right, Bismillah, I'm just going to pull it up here. Check text. Okay, live. I'll do that in just one second. Let me pull up this montage. So recently, Andrew Tate has converted to Islam. And because of that, we're going to be looking at 10 surprising facts about Islam. You know what? Do you know anything about Islam before we start? I'll be real. All I know is that there's the Quran and that there's a lot of strict things in the Quran, like a lot of things that you cannot and can't do. Because all I hear is people on social media going, Haram! You lifted a pencil up the wrong way. Haram! Like, that's that's all I hear nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with the term Haram, but I know literally nothing else. Nah, I don't know anything else. Islam is often referred to as a D which comes from the Arabic word for way of life. Muslims believe that Islam is more than just a religious belief, but it's a way of living in accordance with one's religious faith. The it makes sense because if you look at the Quran, although I don't know the specifics about it, as I said earlier, there's a lot of there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of things that you can and can't do. Complicated to get into. It sounds sounds hard, is what it sounds like, but. Yeah. You know what it is? It's like people always say like, I've watched a few debates between Christians and, and Muslims and just mm -hmm. other religions. And it's like, for me, it's very difficult to pick any sides because how do you know? Like, how do you know any side? You know what I mean? Like, you know I mean? It's, it kind of feels hard sometimes. You're like, you see all this and you're like, who's to believe? You know what I mean? There's so many books. Like how long is the, because yeah, like, the Bible is like 3000 pages. And if you think me and Vlad are reading that shit, you have another thing coming, man. Yeah, so, man. And I... the Quran's probably similar, if not longer. So like, there's just, so much to know and yeah like, so you just like watch videos like these yeah and whichever one convinces you yeah <laughs> there yeah go. exactly you gotta you watch the what? debate I'm, be like I'm, I'm, be I'm, like you know what that, that's kind of, that, that seems right yeah, that I seems swear. right i'm gonna do that all right so we're already off to uh to a great start here on hill what's the first thing especially towards the end that stood out to you uh yeah you don't you don't find the truth by looking at just random videos like that or even debate videos or something like this. You know, it might it might hint you off to like something, but you gotta look for the answers yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um going to the source is always the best thing to do. Cause I mean you'll hear and I'm not we're not saying that going online inherently is bad. It's just you open yourself up to a lot of half truths, misconceptions, and especially when it comes to Islam online, unfortunately there's a lot of people out there who are obviously not Muslim. That give the half truths and the out of context and try and make it sound look bad. So you got to go to the source yourself. Something that stood out to me was, he said the Bible's like three thousand pages and the Quran is probably the same, if not longer. Habibi, I looked at this today. My Quran, including the indexes and like those extra pages and extra uh, authors' notes and all that, is under four hundred pages. Under four hundred. I, I believe there are books, novels out there that are longer than the Quran. Very short, very sweet, and very beautiful. Also, when it comes to deciding which religion is true, it's not as difficult as people think because they think all of a sudden when you deal with the religion, you're dealing with another realm. It's not like when you go and you decide, oh, is the earth flat or is it round? Let me look at the evidence. 
it's 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 not different from that you know it's not like now you're in a different realm because you're dealing with spiritual things no if in, if a religion is true the claims that the the book gives or that the religion gives will be accurate the miracles that it provides will be miraculous and it will not be basically contended with anything and when you really kind of get down to it you find there is no contender contender for islam there is nothing similar to the quran and i, I watch your videos I, I really do appreciate them and i think one thing you guys could concede to is the fact that there is nothing similar to the quran with all the facts that were given all the accuracies all the things that were mentioned that the prophet peace be upon him at that time could not have known all those things hint towards the fact that this is greater than just you know a man or a civilization coming together to produce a book so i think you guys can see that there's nothing like the quran and nothing like islam anho bro do you have anything to add yeah, they said it, it seems difficult. It seems like there's a lot that you have to do, but Islam's easy, bro. This yeah, it's just a, a misunderstanding. One hundred percent. He gave. I don't know if I included it, but he gave an example like you know, oh, you picked up the pencil the wrong way, haram, and it's like exactly that's, like you said. It's it's a misconception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's people trying to make a joke out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get it, you know, he has to be entertaining through, in the video and stuff. But um, mm. like Islam, really, in terms of actions, boils down to a few things. Two of them are general. I'm going to expound upon those, inshallah. Pray five times a day. Fast the month of Ramadan. Give two and a half percent of your, not your income, of your savings, your extra wealth, your excessive wealth. Two and a half percent of that towards charity. Um, and go for what we call hajj once in your life, uh, which is a pilgrimage to Mecca. If you are able to do so, if you're physically and financially able to do that. So those are the four things that you are obligated to do. Now, there are other things that are on top. For example, you know, it's, it's obligatory for Muslims to seek knowledge, to learn Islam. So as long as you're over time learning Islam, you're fulfilling that obligation. Uh, so we're maybe at five things now. And then obviously we have the enjoining good and forbidding evil. What is that? Enjoining good is calling for goodness, Right calling other people to come and pray, calling other people to do good and doing good yourself, the extra good deeds that people like to do, giving extra charity and so on and so forth, extra prayers and all that. And then forbidding the evil, which means you hold yourself from doing evil and others from doing evil. Now, let me ask you guys something. I want to ask you guys a question. If you guys were given a list of things that were detrimental either to you or to society as a whole, would you not look at that as a list of things you should not do in life? I think most people will look at that list of detrimental things that are bad for you in society and would say, these are the things I'm going to avoid. That is what haram is. It's not just like, oh, I don't like that you did this this way and not that way. It's this is what is best for you. These are the things that are worst for you. And Allah says in the Quran, you may love something which is bad for you and you might hate something while it's good for you. You don't know, and Allah knows. So that is why our Lord, our Creator, the all-knowledgeable, the all-wise, the only one who knows everything, while we know very, very, very little, and the little we know was only given from Allah. That's why Allah, our Creator, has the right alone, the only one with the right, to make legislation and rules and a way of life for us as human beings. Anhil, why don't you give them the, uh, the IKEA analogy? I really like that one. But yeah, it's like when you get something at Ikea, like let's say you get a bed frame, comes with an instruction manual. Would you 
if you had this instruction manual, would you throw away the manual and then try to just build the bedframe by yourself? Probably not. You could. Might take you a really long time to figure out, or you might not figure it out at all. You know, and that's that's kind of like life. You know, uh, the Quran is the instruction manual for life. And you can you can choose not to use it. You can choose not to even uh, partake in it. And you can say, no, I'm going to figure it out myself. This is what a lot of uh, spiritual people like to say. They like to make that argument like, oh, I want the freedom to figure it out myself. But it's like, why? Like, you, you're going to be here. You're gonna, like, this is the straight path. You're going to be on it for like a second. And then you're going to go off somewhere else. And then you're going to come back for like a second. And then you're going to go off somewhere else. And it's like I said, this instruction manual, if you don't have it, you might never actually build the bed frame. It might never actually be complete. So imagine dying, never actually knowing all the answers, never actually knowing the truth, never actually staying on the correct path. Imagine you die while you're off over here in uh, God knows where, you know? So it's, it's better to use the thing that our creator has given us to actually maneuver and navigate through life. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason I like that analogy so much is because I have put together IKEA products and it sucks, bro. It is difficult. Without, bro, without the manual, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like I put together three like freaking stand-up dressers for my wife. Without the manual, bro, it, it, honestly, I would not have done it. But now imagine something as complex as life where you're dealing with things where there's no... There's no axiomatic principle. For example, morality. There is no baseline principle that everyone believes in and agrees on and can, you know, not prove because you don't prove axioms. That is just universally accepted, right? Like the pain and harm principle is not something, and there are different even variations and understandings of that. It's not something that is completely understood and accepted by people. So to base morality off of it, well, not everybody agrees on that. So imagine now trying to find moral truths uh, you know, on top of the world of the secular studies, like scientific truths and, and so on and so forth, historical truths, trying to find moral truths, what is, you know, which actions are best. You have no way of, you know, concretely determining these things. We don't know. As human beings, I'm sorry, we kind of suck. We're not able to determine those things. And yes, we are all for human advancement and so on and so forth, but we need to understand our limitations. Or else we're going to think we're not limited and then we can start making legislation and then we find our legislation slaps our, slaps us back in the face. We find that our way of life ends up slapping us back in the face like liberalism. So we want to avoid that, concede to, okay, we don't know. Who knows? Only Allah. And Allah says, this is beautiful. Wal asr. And I said asr and not asr because someone corrected me. Wal asr. By time. And this time, is time that's running out. He says, Allah says, indeed, he swears, by time that's running out, indeed, mankind is in loss. Mankind as a whole, they're in loss. Except those who believe, and those who do good deed, and those who exalt each other to the truth and exalt each other towards being patient. This summarizes our whole existence in our life. If you need to watch it back and listen to that again, I suggest that you do, inshallah. What do you say we get back to the video now? Bismillah. Where is it? Oh.
Qurans in the world today were destroyed, the original Arabic would still remain. This is because millions of Muslims called Hafiz or guardians or memorizers, depending on the context, have actually memorized the Quran letter by letter, word for word, from the beginning all the way to the end. How is that even possible, bruh? Dude is literally reading- To us who don't understand anything. That, to me, like, that squiggles. Obviously, it's a language, but that's squiggles. Yeah. Dude is reading a 5,000 page book of that and knows every word. You know what this looks like to me? What's up? Like, remembering all of this is like, you know that one guy who has a crazy memory? They took him on the helicopter and he like, redrew New York City or some shit? Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's the type of like level of memorization they just get right like, there. That's, they just get like the high crazy. functioning autistic mathematicians just to like... Infinite memory. Yeah. This is the mathematical miracle of the Quran. So, you know, I can see every pixel on the screen right now, but let's get right into it. Punishments in the Holy Quran. Throughout the whole Quran, it is repeated some 117 times. Whereas the word forgive is repeated some 234 times. Which is exactly half of 234. That's a mathematical miracle. This number, 117, is exactly half of 234. Mm, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so the word forgive is double punishment. So they're trying to push more of forgiveness than punishment. Interesting, let's see what he says about it. On that note, there's actually a verse in the Quran where I forget the verse, so someone please put it if you know what it is. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions basically you're allowed to retaliate in an, in an equal amount to whatever harm was done to you. And then he says, but forgiveness is better. So that was what came to my mind when I saw this, subhanAllah. 134. If you multiply 117 by 2, you're going to have 234. It is very meaningful. Why? Because Quranic morality, Allah recommends, Allah orders believers, Allah orders Muslim, Muslims to forgive rather than punishing. Mm -hmm. It is very meaningful. Yeah, man, just forgive most of the time, but then, you know, that 117 times, punish Some him. things cannot be forgiven. Sometimes you got to punish them, man. Allah orders to our Prophet, say, it is repeated some 332 times, and the response, they said it is again equally repeated some 332 Okay, times. that's that's actually crazy. That, that that actually is crazy because oh my gosh, cuz you'd have to perfectly orchestrate where the words go and like oh my god. Literally mathematically correct. The words world and and hereafter they are repeated 115 times equally. <laughs> Devil and angel, those two words are equally repeated some 88 times. Now, heaven and hell, those two words are equal, equally repeated 77 times. Zekah, zekah is an Arabic word, its translation is donation, the financial donation that a Muslim is supposed to give to poor. And it is repeated 32 times, and the barakah, the blessing that comes out of giving a donation to a poor, it is repeated 30 two times it is whole all of these things you know what i'm, I'm gonna have to who noticed who is the one who was like hold on a second here are they saying this the same amount of times like who was the one because in the islam religion as far as i'm aware of the book was created by allah and or god and given to muhammad a prophet who was illiterate and didn't understand what he was given but throughout decades and centuries of time we have come to understand the quran more than we did before and over time they just noticed that Heaven and hell were said 77 times each. Like, who would even, like, who who would realize that? I don't know, but I'm going to have to go back and just, just count them real quick because that is actually <laughs> Can you imagine? insane. Just go to your local mosque, be like, hey, can I get one? And just one, two, three, four, five. 
find six. Like, that'd be crazy. Be like, uh, one's off. Oh, one off, bro. One's off. On that, on that note, firstly, uh, I want to blow their minds even more. They don't, like, they don't understand. I want to blow their minds even more. The Quran was written down, or not written down. Let me, let me get to the first part. The Quran was revealed to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Prophet revealed it to the people over the span of 23 years. Over the span of 23 years. Without going back and saying, oh no, I said that law, I said that wrong. Let me redo it. Let me, oh, this this verse here with this word, let's switch it to that word. Without any of that, was revealed over 23 years, piecemeal, meaning like off the top. From the human's perspective, the Prophet is revealing this kind of like freestyle over 23 years. So to have a book with all throughout the book, all these beautiful, you know, um, mathematical miracles or whatever they call them. Over 23 years, that is much more astonishing because he couldn't read or write. He wasn't sitting, you know, writing it down or anything like that. So that was, you know, phenomenal, subhanAllah. And there was another point they made towards the end. I'm kind of forgetting it now. but uh, They were saying that, like, who counted this? Well, mm -hmm. they got to understand, like, there were people that study the Quran yeah and they study someone asked in the beginning how do i study the quran like people who give these tough seers these scholars who give these tough seers like they've studied it in depth so they would know best if it has so-and-so words repeated so-and-so times yeah 100 percent. and uh, also nowadays we have like engines and stuff people put the quran into an engine and they find how many times certain words were said yeah Bro, and here's what's even more crazy. Here's what really blows the mind because they were talking about the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, that he was illiterate, couldn't read or write. Yeah, and he was he received everything through uh, the angels of read. Right, so it was a oration. He was repeating it orally, orally. Now, what blows the mind even more is that like, how is he gonna be like? Oh, you know, this word. Um, 20 times here, 40 times over there. Well, he didn't think about this. He didn't do that. That was all Allah that created that as like a miracle. And then it goes even deeper. It's not just like the numbers, but it's also the ring composition. And if they don't even know about that, listen, go on YouTube and just put that in and just, you'll you see for yourself, man. It's it, it truly is a miracle when you actually get down to it. Yeah, 100%. And what's even like just like the cherry on top of all of that is Allah in the Quran, He actually challenges people, right? He says, Listen, if you disbelieve in this book, bring just one chapter like it. Just one chapter. The shortest surah in the Quran is Surah Al Kawthar. It has, I believe, 10 words or so, three verses, only three verses long, 10 words or so. And uses over 20 literary and rhetorical devices, including prophecy and, and, and obviously rhyming and so on and so forth. And there, there's actually a website that talks about this and other videos that, that you know, dissect it. Imagine making off the top of your head a 10-word, three-verse chapter that has tw over 20 literary and rhetorical devices. SubhanAllah. And Allah challenges people. He challenges, listen, you see all these beautiful linguistic and, and so on and so forth, miracles in the Quran, bring just one chapter like it. 1400 years, bro. 1400 years, nobody has done a thing. 
there was one person who tried. It was um, that was probably many people who tried, but one that I know of is Professor Krauss, who is a who's a physicist. He took a bunch of Arabic words and put them in like some like machine, some some um, program he created, and two of the verses that it spat out ended up being Quranic verses. But the challenge is not to produce the Quranic verse; it's to produce that like it. So he still failed to do that. People have tried, but forty hundred years, uh, they have failed. Talking about Lawrence Cross, yeah, yeah, the guy who he, he, he really did that, and he yeah, was trying he, to claim that he he produced something <laughs> like it. Yeah, it's in the debate with Hamza's or stuck for Allah, bro. Stuck for Allah, Allah, That was a really really interesting debate. Alhamdulillah. I think we reacted to it actually like a year ago or so. No, I don't think, and we did. We just reacted to like a few parts because I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the video, inshallah. Repeated. It is very meaningful again. Or just in the extra credits, just write help. <laughs> gotcha. Now, summer, hot, and winter cold. Those words are equally repeated five times. And richness and poverty, those two words, it is very interesting. Rich, richness is repeated 26 times. Whereas the poverty is half of 26, which is 13. And woman and man, those are repeated equally 23 times. Well, do you know any idea what those numbers represent? Well, let me remind you. What do you think they represent? Equality. Well, not all of them are equality. Well, like the man and woman. The ones that are equality. Okay, so the ones that are equally represent equality. What about the ones? Hell, there's what are... equal force of good and evil. Okay, what about that, richness and poverty? Why are they different, and what does that represent? Um, maybe with um, what was that previous one? Good and evil, or something like that, and one was double. There was punishment and uh, right forgiveness. Maybe it's like richness. And as in not actual materialistic richness, but like rich of the mind almost. And poverty may be the opposite of that. I was thinking more of the term that rich people just have more and poor people have less. That's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah, that works too. I guess it's just the way you look at it, honestly. You remember from the chromosome numbers of a human being from the previous slides, a human body contains 46. I'm gonna be completely honest. I meant to cut like all this out because it was just like a lot of just facts and all that stuff. Um, but since we're here, 23 chromosomes, uh, sorry, there's 46 chromosomes together to make up like a human being. 23 come from the mother, 23 come from the father. Um, and that's why there's significance in that. That's what uh, the brother points out. But without being said, I'm just going to skip to this part, inshallah. We'll read it out. Bro. <laughs> Yo, this, this really makes me want to go play Minecraft right now, man. Let's go. Yo, You're making fun of the video quality. Times, whereas the word C repeated 32 times well at first sight doesn't seem to be very meaningful however if you do a simple math you're gonna have 30 if you add 32 you're gonna have 45 as for the result and the percentages if you divide 13 to 45 you're gonna have 28,88 percent and 32 to 45 as for the word c you're gonna have 71,11 percent now do you have any idea what those percentages represent well I'll tell you, those numbers will give you the, all the lands all over the world. Wow, the so 71% of land is water, 28% <laughs> of land is land. Oh my god. Who did this? What the heck? Who did this? They counted land and sea and then divided them and then... Basically, they said, wow. okay, 71% of the world is water and 28% is land. What we're going to do is we're going to get a number. We're going to say the, both of those words 45 times, but 28% of the time, it's going to be 
land, so 13 times. And the other percent, it's going to be 32 times. This is like Eminem if he was playing 4D chess. What kind like, of what kind of riddle, lyrical, miracle kind actually, of stuff is going on right now? The Holy Quran is word of Allah. And it cannot be, definitely can't be, a scripture of a man. This is not possible. So Okay, well, I mean, it could. But if it happened, if the book was given 2,000 years ago, then no, it couldn't. But the thing is, is that, I mean, could the book, is the book updated? Is the Quran updated? Or is it just left the way it was? Is it untouched? If it's untouched, then I don't, I just don't. How do you explain that? There is no explanation. Well, maybe we'll have to watch some people try to explain it. Watch some people and they can explain it. Because I, I don't know. All right, guys. It is untouched, Habibi. Absolutely. It is untouched. That's the miracle of it. Yeah. And um, adding on to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, that we have we have you know revealed the Quran, we have sent down the revelation. Sorry, am I frozen? Can you guys see me? No, no, you good, bro. Go ahead. Okay, I froze on my own screen, subhanAllah. Allah says in the Quran, basically, we have sent down the reminder and we will preserve it. Allah actually promises the Quran will be preserved. Now let's look at like for example, you guys mentioned the Bible a lot. Let's look at the Quran compared to the Bible. Every single New Testament scholar on the face of the earth says the Bible has changed. There's not one New Testament scholar, as far as I know at least, on the face of the earth. That in this day and age claims the Bible has never been altered or changed. And it's because when they go back and look at the abundance of manuscripts, they found from earlier manuscripts to later ones, there have been things added to it. When you look at the Quran and you look at the manuscripts, the manuscripts, which we have an abundance of those as well, and how even the scholars and the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, were quoting the Quran and explaining it. Even their quotes of the Quran, them mentioning verses in their narrations and so on and so forth, is exactly the same as what we have in the Quran today. There are obviously some scribal, like small scribal mistakes and so on and so forth. But when you look at the abundance of manuscripts, you find that they all align with the Quran we have today. Furthermore, I want to mention even people like, you know, Bart Ehrman. Bart Ehrman's not a, an Arabic scholar, he's not a Quranic scholar, um, he's a New Testament scholar and historian, but even he, you know, in his expertise, uh, knows and has admitted that the Quran and the tradition of preservation the Muslims had seems to be very authentic like that of the Jews. Like they took care of their scripture, basically. So, you know, there's an abundance of evidence. You just have to really just have to look. Yeah, it's um, Allah says many times, like the signs are everywhere. The signs are everywhere. And y'all are over here watching these videos on like the miracles of the Quran, the mathematics, not, not the mathematics, but the uh, the numerology of it. Is that correct to say the numerology? Or is it some? Is it a different term? Numerology of, of what? Like just the the mat, the numbers, like, oh, like this is matching oh, here. Like, what, what would this term be called? I have no idea. Let's just, I guess for simplicity's sake, call it like mathematical miracles or whatever. Khalas, khalas. <laughs> So you got these, you got these things that y'all are reacting to. You keep going. You got linguistic miracles. You got the ring composition. You got these things that were revealed to a man like over fourteen hundred years ago. Couldn't read or write. How could this man know the distance in the earth? How much was land and how much was water? How could he know? In one part in the Quran, Allah says, not, not the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. Allah says, because everything in the Quran is Allah. All right? Now, Allah says in the Quran that, that the clouds, that he holds the clouds up, 
they're, they're heavy. These heavy clouds are holding up. Now, listen, back then, there was no way that anyone could have known that clouds were heavy. I mean, even us today, if no one were to ever tell you that, that an actual cloud weighs a ton, or maybe even more than a ton, you would think to yourself, ah, it's, it's like vapor or something like this. It doesn't really weigh much, right? But a cloud literally weighs like a ton, and that's like a small cloud. Now, imagine a huge, I was about to say bad word, but imagine a huge cloud, bro. Imagine how many tons that is, and it's, it's just floating in the sky. It's literally floating in the sky. And this was said by Allah 1,400 years ago in this book. That has not been changed. And then it talks about so many other things like the uh, the embryo, like the, the stages of the embryo as it goes through the um, the 10 months. A woman's pregnant for 10 months, right? I believe nine is the average. Nine. Okay, nine and 10, nine and 10. Allah knows this, right? But it, it says the stages of the embryo and it compares it to that of a leech. How, bro? How would someone know this back then? And it doesn't stop there. Like, it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. So, again, it's like Allah says, like, the signs are everywhere. 100%. Yes, subhanAllah. I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, you know, the signs are there for those who, who you know, are willing to reflect, you know. So, if you're not willing to reflect and really say and be in awe of, you know, the most merciful and so on and so forth. Yani, if your heart's closed off as a person, you're not, you don't care for these things. Okay, then whatever, you know, you're going to live your life and screw off and whatever. And you're gonna wake up on a on a on a vast day, on a very difficult day, on the day of judgment, and you're gonna to have to be held accountable for whatever you said and did. And you know, you would have had the signs, but you just neglected them. And you know, Yanni, at the end of the day, that is only your fault as a person. Um, but all like this whole thing, Allah beautifully summarizes with the ayah I mentioned before, where he says, just bring one chapter like it. If I think to to make this whole argument simple, if this is something that a human being could do then another human being would have done it. You had great playwrights like Shakespeare. You had other great playwrights in his time. Eminem's a great rapper. You have other great rappers in his time. There is nothing even similar, Habibi, nothing even similar to the Quran. The very fact that the only person who did it is saying he only got it from Allah, got it from God, and nobody else on the face of earth could do it, is evidence in and of itself that it must be from God. Now, obviously, you're going to be people like, oh, you're, you know, you're making a logical gap fallacy. Okay. I'm not trying to be super logical. I'm trying to be rational. What makes the most sense here? That it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's inshallah. denying it, bro. 100%. I mean, at this point, if you deny it, Yanni, give us your evidence for your reasoning for denying it. Not Vlad and Yugen. I think they're good guys. I think they're sensible men. Uh, but anyone who denies it, bring your, you know, your reasoning, inshallah. How's it going? Today we're going to be reacting to why the Quran is a miracle. We've gotten a bunch of comments asking for it, so now it's here. What do you think? Why is it a miracle, bro? From what we've reacted to, everything in there is a miracle from the way the words were placed and the, how it predicted everything, or not predicted, I guess knew everything. I don't know. Everything we've seen so far man. is a miracle, yeah, so I don't know what this will ridiculous. show us. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, so, pretty ridiculous. Let's check it out. In Islam, faith is not blind. It is based off knowledge Oh, I know this video, bro. When Muslims are asked why you know Allah, bro i saw this i saw this video first on your instagram when oh, yeah? i first became muslim and then you and i started talking i remember i looked on your instagram and you had the link in your bio and i watched it i was like subhanallah this is amazing yeah, yeah subhanallah. this this was this video was made by riyadh 
I yeah, I could tell the voice. The voice, yeah, Allahumma barik. I remember he messaged me and he was like, hey, you know, uh, let me know what you think. And I watched it, I was like, bro, the editing in this, and I want you guys to pay attention to the editing. Allahumma barik, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They believe Islam is the truth. They respond by saying the Quran is the proof. But when they are asked to explain how, it can be difficult to give a satisfying answer because there is just so much that can be said. So, how is the Quran a miracle? Allah revealed a verse in the Quran affirming that he would protect his revelation from ever being corrupted 1400 years ago. So he's saying that it can never be corrupted, meaning that it can never be changed, kind of like the Bible. Like the Bible goes, oh, well, you know, gay people want to get married now, so I guess we'll take that part out of the book. Yeah, yeah. but I guess the Quran didn't change anything. If you think about it, this is a huge claim to make, yet we find the Quran remains completely unchanged after all these years. No matter where you are in the world, the Quran is one and no two Muslims disagree. In another verse, Allah says that he has made the Quran easy to learn and asks if there will be anyone that will learn it. Every single generation since the Quran was revealed has had memorizers, making it the only book to have passed down in human memory. Considering most Muslims don't understand the language, the speed at which they can learn the Quran is almost unbelievable. To give you an idea, imagine memorizing a page of Chinese in a matter of half an hour. No, I can't imagine, bro. Wait, so they memorize it without knowing how to read? That's what he just said, isn't it? Yeah, people said, people in the comments have said there's two-year-olds who know the whole Quran. And I'm sitting there like, bruv, like, when I was two, bro, I couldn't even walk, I don't think. Like, I don't know what's going on. Bro, I can't even remember anything for tests in school. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this the other day, but we, like, basically, I said that if I went back to grade 12 and redid all my finals, I wouldn't pass a single class. Guaranteed. Yeah, I don't have, like, memory of anything that I've learned. Is that, like, do you, do you guys relate? to that are we just idiots or do you guys like not remember basically any of the stuff in high school because there are more okay. than 100 million memorizers of all its 600 pages word for word letter for letter you might be asking why is the quran in arabic if most muslims aren't arab well allah tells us why in many verses in one he says to remove any crookedness or confusion and in another so that it may be perfectly clear we now know that Arabic is one of the most eloquent languages that delivers incredible depth and precision with the least amount of words. In Arabic, one single word can translate into a full descriptive sentence. If the Quran was in English, it would have to be thousands of pages thicker, if not more, just to carry a close enough meaning. The effect that the Quran has on those who listen to it being recited can easily be seen from the thousands of reaction videos on YouTube. Wait, so they're saying that if we, we watch a video about the whole Quran, me and you are going to be bawling our eyes out. I don't think I'll be crying, bro. I don't, I don't think I'll cry. <laughs> Maybe Allah would make me cry. They're like, oh, you think you're strong, boy? Cry. Let, let me show you something. It literally brings people to tears, despite them not understanding the language. What? Stop. Who is this white boy crying about, bro? We don't even know Arabic. So not only are they crying, Crying, they don't <laughs> understand it? So, like, imagine, speak some Ukrainian right now. Do you get like, how does that work? <laughs> Isn't that true? I don't Hold know. On. They say it's a reaction video. We gotta react to this reaction videos. Yo, try not to cry challenge, Quran edition. Let's, <laughs> let's try not to cry <laughs> challenge, and it's just nothing that we understand. A lot. Well, firstly, try it. Try it. Put on a Quran recitation. And I think Riyadh, when he said that, he didn't mean that they don't know what's being said. They have the translation. 
but they don't mm. understand what the Arabic words mean word for word. And let me tell you, as someone who didn't speak Arabic, um, and I still don't speak Arabic fluently, but the words that I have learned when I hear the Quran recited and I know what the words mean, and I hear those words being recited, it impacts me more than just reading a translation. So that's what he's referring to. But try it. Put on the Quran recitation, do a reaction. And you don't need to cry. Not everybody is going to cry. But the fact that there are a significant amount of people that do cry when first listening to the Quran while reading the translation and knowing what it means, obviously, uh, they do cry is a huge evidence because Allah says that he predicts that basically there will be people, or he knows, obviously, he tells us there will be people who have soft hearts and they cry when they recite or read or hear the Quran. And Anhal, I know you can relate to this, man. I've cried so many times listening to the Quran. Yeah, man. Before Islam, if I would have heard someone speaking like this, I'd be like, bro, you were soft as hell, man. But, man, it, it really is something beautiful, you know? And even if you're not, even if you don't even have the translation, even if you're not, like, understanding anything that's being said, it's just something different, like the energy that hits you when the Quran is being recited. And Allah says, like, beautify the words, beautify his words. And when you are reciting, you have these people who are reciting in such a melodious and beautiful way. And it's like, just imagine this, right? We, as humans... We're very limited in many of the things that we can do. Now, as humans, we are reciting. You have certain people who Allah has gifted with beautiful, mashallah, beautiful voices, right? These people are reciting the Quran with an amazing voice, melodious, that can move you to tears. Like it, it literally has energy. And when you hear it in person, completely different. If that's us listening to another human being, imagine the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Receiving it from the angels of Oh my God. If we're crying, imagine this man. Imagine this man who supposedly it said that he's sinless, yet every single day he was asking Allah for forgiveness. If someone is doing this, like you know, they have to know in their heart that what they're saying is 100% the truth. So it's again like, how can you deny Islam? 100%, 100%. I, inshallah, these guys seem very sincere. I think that inshallah in time and reflecting on the things that you'd mentioned and listening to the Quran and reading it, I think they will come to see that Islam is the truth and that Islam is the solution for life. Once they start to get into it, they'll see Islam is a solution for any problem that a person could have. Because, mainly because at, at its like very basic level practices, it prevents issues from arising. Like the whole problem of STDs would not be a thing if we lived in Islamic society. It would not be a thing. Especially with how those things were formed. Astaghfirullah and alim. Islam would not allow such a thing. We have a uh, super chat from um, uh, the same brother from before. I'm seeking the truth and, uh, and be the best person I can. I will get a list of my questions. I'm on the edge of becoming Muslim, but I don't want to have um, half but it. I want to submit fully in mind, soul, and heart. Inshallah. Inshallah. Feel free inshallah, to. Bro, let us know when you're ready. Inshallah. You can come on. Let We're going to have a shahada later today, inshallah, actually. So inshallah. one day you can join us. Yo, question. Did the subscriber that was talking about the diabetes, did he ever get back? Did he ever say if he has type 1 or type 2? I didn't see it personally, but it's possible that I missed it because we have a lot of people in here right now. Oh, man. I wanted to, I wanted to speak about that, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Inshallah, you can. You still can. But I want to read this quickly. STDs and superbugs were prophesied as well. 
Yes, the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, said in an authentic hadith that anybody could read if they just look it up. He said that the, basically the end of time or the last day will not come until promiscuity, sexual promiscuity and, and, and uh, you know, basically fornication is so widespread that people start doing it in the streets like donkeys. That's how he described it, right? And he says, and the spread of diseases that people have never seen before would spread wide. So you have those two things. Disgusting, bro. Astaghfirullah Bro, my boy in Thailand was telling me that he's seen people doing it on the street, bro. Astaghfirullah man. Again, something Islam will not allow. Because if you have four male witnesses see that happen, it's not going to be a good day for you. If you're married, it's really not going to be a good day for you. If you're cheating on your spouse, really going to be a bad day. So Islam does not allow such, you know, disgusting things to happen. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Let's bring the, the brother with from the, uh, the, the brother that wants to do the shahad. I can't even speak. <laughs> it's okay. You're just that excited. Allahu Akbar. Uh, inshallah. I'm just, I'm waiting for the brother to hop on. Um, I guess we'll just finish the reaction because there's not too much left. Maybe I'll skip to the end. Or we could just jump at a random place and finish it off. And proved himself as God. Everybody, and I mean all... This is, a, this is a good part. I actually want I wanted to discuss this specifically. Test which of you are best indeed. Islam develops your character. It teaches you how to carry yourself and how to be in control. But for what? what uh, I asked this last video. Why do we need to this test? Like, is there a war we need to fight in heaven or something? Like, are we going to war? Is he trying to raise an army of soldiers and the best <laughs> soldiers? Like, why do we need to have all these good deeds? Because I said this before and I'll say it again. If Allah came down here and proved himself as God, everybody, and I mean all 8 billion people, would be Muslim. There would not be one person who would say, fake, and just die. There would Everybody would be Muslim. So I'm just saying it just doesn't make any sense to me unless there's a reason why he needs everybody to be completely good i just don't get it maybe I, there is a reason we just don't know I, I exactly but that's what i'm saying like there's no way Could be. that he's testing us to go to heaven just because it sounds silly to me but all right so first and foremost why are we being tested brother riyad in the video he quoted an ayah in the quran where allah SWT says he created death and life to test which of us are best in deeds which of us are best in deeds? Now, you could ask questions like, oh, why did God create us? Why did? And you can ask a question eventually where it's like, as humans, we can't exactly answer that. You could say that Allah created us, God created us out of mercy and so on and so forth. But there's no way to you know, really definitively sit, answer certain questions when it comes to the intention of God, the will of God. That's just something we can't fully know. But Allah tests us because imagine you, God could have just spawned us in on the day of judgment without having this life. And put some people in heaven and some people in hell. But then the people in hell will be like, I didn't do anything. I didn't live any life. And I'm being punished for, for what reason? So if you think about it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is letting us go through this life to see and also to show us which one of us is best in deeds. Am I good indeed? Because now, if you wake up on the day of judgment with a, a load of bad deeds, you know where you're going. You know exactly why you're going there. Right? So it's very beautiful. And if Allah were to reveal Himself to us and show us Himself, even though it's not possible in this life because Allah SWT didn't create us for that, but if He did, where is the test? What is the test? There is no test. Allah SWT, He gives us enough for us to see this is the truth, as you've seen in the videos. 
okay, let me accept it. And by the way, last note, you would actually still have people that disbelieve in God. Now, I was about to say the same thing. Uh, okay, I'll let you take it away then. I know no, I no, go that. ahead, go ahead. Finish your point, bro. I was just going to say, and Brother Ernest is here, so inshallah, well, I'm going to take this video down. And this is the last thing we're going to say on it before we bring the brother up for his shahada. But even if Allah did reveal himself to people, there would still be people that disbelieve. How so? How can, it, how can they disbelieve in God when he's right there? I don't mean that they say, I don't believe God. You will have the people that say, oh, our, our eyes have been bewitched. It's a trick. It's a program. It's a, it's a, it's a hallucination. It's a whatever. They'll say whatever. And you'll have those people. But most people will disbelieve how? By disobeying God. They, like Satan himself, like Shaitan, like the devil himself, will speak with God, will basically be up with the angels for so long. But as soon as God commands him to do something, he says, no, I'm not going to do it. At that moment, he disbelieved in Allah because he disobeyed him. Because we tie worship with obedience directly. Mm. So I hope that clears yeah. it up. In this case, ignorance is not bliss. If you are ignorant, you will be punished for it. Because um, even if the word of Islam never reached you, even if the word of Allah, the word of God never reached you, you never knew about God, you never knew anything about this stuff, right? You're still going to be judged at the end. How are you going to be judged? That's up to Allah. Now, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, Rami, I think you know this one by memory. Uh, there's a hadith where it's narrated by the Prophet Muhammad wasallam that he says that the um, the person who's never read, received the message when they pass, they're going to be tested. And Allah is going to tell them, like, he's going to show them Jannah and he's going to show them Jahannam. And he's going to tell them to jump into the fire. And if they jump into the fire, then they go to Jannah because they obeyed Allah, right? They, they obeyed the Creator. But if they jump into Jannah thinking that, ah, like, that's the most beautiful thing that I'm going to go here. You said to jump in. I'm not jumping over here, bro. Like, I'm jumping over here. They're going straight to hell. Yeah. You know, like, whether that's how it's going to be or not, Allah knows best. And like you were saying, you know, like, well, what's, what's the exact reason why we are being tested? Listen, we have limited intellect for a reason. If we had unlimited intellect, perhaps we would know that. But if we had un unlimited intellect, then we would be a stuff for Allah, like at the same level as our creator. Our creator is the only one with this knowledge. Right? If we had unlimited intellect, we would understand when the day of judgment is, when we would die. We would understand every little thing about this existence. And that's, that's not, it's not possible because we are limited by nature. You know, and I'll end it off with this last point, right? There's one point where Allah created the human being. Allah created Adam, alayhi salam. And he was saying that he was going to send Adam, alayhi salam, down to earth as the uh, ruler in that dominion. And then the angels asked out of curiosity, not out of arrogance, but out of curiosity, they said, would you send someone down there that's going to cause uh, chaos and, you know, like, bloodshed and all this stuff corruption and all the law said is i know what you don't and that's the same with us like we want to know exactly what we're being tested listen allah knows this it's not up it's not up to us to know if we knew we probably wouldn't even need to go through the test there'd be no point to the test yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. very beautifully said and on the last note for brothers 
Vlad and Yugen. Uh, one slave of the creator with the super chat, Jazakallah says, please advise Vlad and Yugen to refrain from mockery and drawing images of Allah. They refer to Allah as a dude in their reaction about saying Allah and Jannah. May Allah guide them. May Allah reward you. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma ameen. So just a message uh, to the brothers, inshallah. Because I know like in, in you know the West, in, in our societies, it's not a big deal to joke about these things. But Islamically, you know, mocking like the Prophet or Allah is like one of the worst sins. And depending on what you say, you might actually, you know, Muslim might be taken out of the fold of Islam if they say something like that. Uh, and there's verses in the Quran that actually talk about mocking the religion and so on and so forth. So, uh, but dealing with Muslims, obviously, is best to, to refrain from that because they see it as uh, insulting. So, with that being said, inshallah, we're going to bring up our brother Ernest to take his shahada, inshallah. Ernest, my brother, how you doing? I'm here, man. How you guys doing? Do you hear me? Habibi. We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, should I wait for you to turn on your camera, or are you going to do it uh, just audio? Uh, probably probably just audio, just because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a good, necessarily good area. There's a, I'm, I just got off work, and I'm still kind of at work. I'm just kind of taking my break right now. So. Mm. <laughs> Habibi. Gotcha. Man's, man's taking his break to take his shahada. Allahu Akbar. Allah. Allah. Ain't Allah. nothing more important. Yes, sir, bro. All right, so I'm going to pull up a, uh, a little screen share here. Can you guys see that? Yeah, I can see it. Yes. All right, perfect. I tied this one up myself because I think it's a little easier to follow than the the website. So you're just going to repeat after me. Actually, before we do that, I have to ask you some questions. So first, I'm just going to ask you a few questions about what you believe just to make sure they're in line with what Muslims believe, okay? All right. I promise you it's nothing difficult. It's very basic, so <laughs> bismillah. First and foremost, do you believe that there is only one God worthy of worship and he has no partners, no associates, no father, no mom, no sons, no daughters? There is only one God. Perfect. There's only ever been one God. Alhamdulillah, beautiful. And do you believe in the angels? Do I believe in the angels? Yeah, like the angels that Allah describes in the Quran. Oh, of course. Beautiful. And do you believe in the prophets and the messengers that God sent? Peace be upon them, I do. Beautiful. And do you believe in the revelation, the revelations that God sent with these prophets, like the original Torah, the original gospel, the Quran, and so on and so forth? I do. Beautiful. And do you believe in divine decree from Allah? I do. And do you believe in the day of judgment? I do believe in the day of judgment. Beautiful. All right, my man. And with that being said, inshallah, just repeat after me in Arabic and then we're going to say it in English. <clears throat> Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. An la. An la. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illa Allah. Illa Allah. Wa. Wa. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Anna, Anna, Muhammadan, Muhammadan, Abduhu, Ahduhu, Abduhu, Abduhu, Wa, Wa, Rasuluh, Rasuluh. Now you're gonna repeat after me in English. I bear witness. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship. That there is none worthy of worship except for Allah. Except for Allah. And I bear witness. And I bear witness. That the Prophet Muhammad, that the Prophet Muhammad, is the servant, is the servant, and messenger of Allah, and messenger of Allah. 
الله اكبر تكبير سبحان الله So how do you feel, my man? You seem very knowledgeable on Islam already. I, dude, I can't tell you how much research I've been doing just for the past year um, on Islam. Uh, I'm, you know, and I came in, when I came into the chat uh, the last time you guys did that live stream, I was there. I still had some questions. Uh, one of the, somebody from that chat actually reached out to me on Twitter. Um, and he's actually answered. He's been great. He's answered a lot of questions that I had. Um, I still have a few questions, but, um, you know, I just I'm just trying to take it how, I, you know, take it as it goes. Take it easy. I'm trying to learn everything mm-hmm. I can as much as I can, you know, because so I can I want to I want to please Allah as much as I can. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Very beautiful. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you. May Allah bless the brother that helped you out on Twitter and answering the questions. Uh-huh. If you have any If you have any questions for us now, you know, feel free to ask. I do. Um, as far as, you know, because I got, there was a guy, I don't know if you guys remember, um, there you, you guys did a live stream with Young Don. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, we do. How could we forget, bro? Yeah, there was, a, there was a brother on there, a Muslim brother on there that you guys had. I, don't, I cannot remember his name at all. Um, but he has a website and he actually, uh, I guess he sends free Qurans and I got the Quran from him. Um, and I, Sheikh, I you know, I, Sheikh and, Uthman Ibn Farooq. Huh? Sheikh Uthman Ibn Farooq. Yes. yes, yes yeah. Yes. That's him. Um, and you know, through my research, you know, of doing Islam, I, 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 I've heard that there's different translations, you know, as far as each Quran goes. So I'm just trying to see. Is there a better Quran that I should be reading rather than the one that he sent he sent me? Which one did he send you? Um, it's called the I don't have it. I, it's in it's in my in my uh, in my store. It's called the Noble the translation of the Noble Quran. Yeah. So is it like um is it old old English like ye and thou and all that stuff or is it modern? I think it's modern. I'm pretty sure it's modern. Yeah. As long fine, as bro. Yeah, as long as it's modern and you can understand what it's saying, you should be good. Obviously, there are going to be some words that you just cannot translate into Arabic. So if you're curious about a verse, you know, feel free to ask, you know, uh, Sheikh Uthman or anybody else will break it down for you. But you'll be fine, inshallah. And bro, okay. it, even if it was old English, you'd be fine. Like, as long as you took your time, like the message will still get through. The first Quran that I read was in old English, man. <laughs> so, so and as far as i guess you know praying goes do i, I do i need to get a, a a specific rug from somewhere or how nah. how, do, how do i necessarily go about doing that Bro, you if you want a rug we'll send you a rug but you don't need a specific rug man yeah This, yeah okay i i didn't yeah i'm sorry i'm not you know i, I hope that wasn't like an offensive question I, nah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm new not to this i'm trying to i'm trying to do it the, to, to the best of my abilities the best that i can Um, yeah, really. don't worry uh, man. um you can pray like, anywhere as long as it's clean you can put a towel down you can pray on the floor if it's clean you're good inshallah and you're don't worry you're definitely not offensive my brother we're very very happy to have you with us alhamdulillah i appreciate you um and one thing uh on hill i i just want to say uh thank you because out of everyone here you know no offense to anyone but everyone here i feel like i connected you more because you are a a revert Reaver. correct yeah, yeah, yeah. um but you know not not to say that i necessarily i've necessarily never claimed to be you know i grew up in a christian household so to speak i never but you know i was it was never forced upon me nor did i ever necessarily you know 
claim to be Christian or anything like yeah. that. But just just me hearing all the live streams and hearing you talk, I just feel like I connect so much with you. Um, and I and I appreciate everything and everything you've ever said because it, it really just it, it it's really you that's really drawn me towards Islam. Like just hearing just hearing everything you've been through and, and stuff like that, it, it really has helped me. And I appreciate you. Bro, I appreciate you, man. May Allah bless you because some people think that I, I speak too slow or that I bring no value at all. So, dude, I, uh, people, they just, you know, people that just want to stir the pot, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to hear that, man. I'm, I'm, uh, very happy to see you as a Muslim now. Oh, I'm happy to be Muslim now. Um, and then last question, if, you know, I don't know if you guys have any kind of contact that I could have maybe on hand, just in case I have, do have any more questions. Uh, obviously, I can't ask anything right now because break's about to be up and I got to get back. But I will, I'm more than likely will have some more questions, you know, as I continue my journey and continue learning. If I could have a, some sort of way to reach you guys, whether it be Twitter or an email. Yeah. So you could do email or, I mean, if you have Instagram as well, you could DM us on uh dm us on instagram but either way man i mean we can get you direct information and we can go from there inshallah 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 Rab. and um also in the future um two little notes we are working on the three muslims website we're developing it if you go to it now it'll be the same thing that it's been for like the last year but we are we're working on it inshallah it's going to be very very nice and inshallah we're going to include a section for reverse people who just come to islam people who are curious about islam and all that stuff and very special really? content on there yeah inshallah i was gonna Bro, leave when did we say this man i um <laughs> i i reached out to some actually i asked and some people reached out to me to help out and uh, alhamdulillah we have an amazing team working on it uh, web web developers and web designers are amazing Allah, um, bro. It's the hey, first time I'm hearing this. I can help too. I'm I'm actually in school for cybersecurity, so you know I know. That. Really? Yeah, Ooh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely be willing to help out if you know. Bro, I, I'm I'm here, man. I'm here for you guys, and I, I appreciate bro. you guys done, man. His um, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. For this, bro. But on my Instagram, I actually did a live, and there's his brother on the that I had, um, he came onto the stream and he's studying the same thing. And he was saying like how important this is to be able to protect yourself online. Oh um, yeah. At some point we wanted to bring him on, but that would be dope if we brought both of you on so that y'all oh. could share this beneficial knowledge to people. Cause it's things that I actually never really thought about too in depth. You know, you hear like, oh, change your password. Oh, like be, be a little bit more secure in what you do here and there. Like don't use this for your password or something, but I guess it's it's a lot more deeper than what we think. You you would be surprised. There's a there's it it, it is as you know the internet technology going man. It, it's it's going to be a necessity and it's very a necessity to be secure if you're going to be online if you're going to be using a phone because I mean there's 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 an attack you know a cyber attack every single minute you know I mean. Oh. Just, just in the you know the world alone, there's over over a billion dollars lost in just cyber attacks and everything else. I mean, just recently where I am, they took out a power grid, you know, and we we were Jeez. out we were there without power for for days. So it's it's a uh, it's definitely a growing a growing problem. And you know, I would it, it, I would love to you know help every. That's that's pretty much what I plan to do once I finish, just to help everybody that I can be secure because there's so many people that are just 
freely online without, you know, knowing how to be secure, you know, especially, especially for my Muslim brothers, because we're always under attack, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look up, man, it's just something I, I you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Brother Akil said cyber jihad loading. <laughs> Love it. Love you, man. That's beautiful. Jazakallah khair, bro. Oh, may Allah bless you. Yeah. That, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I, I would love yeah. to. I, pre I would appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you for having me here today, man. Thank you for doing the Shahada with me and everything. Habibi. It's, course, honestly, bro. it's our pleasure. Like, the, I, I know you might be grateful, but honestly, uh, I think we should be the grateful ones, alhamdulillah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with this opportunity. Uh, so, honestly, I'm, I'm very, very honored that you decided to join us and take your Shahada with us out of all people. So, barakallah fiqh, Habibi. May Allah bless you immensely. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Of yeah, course, appreciate you, my brother. Inshallah. Get, get in touch with us. Inshallah. We know Inshallah. you guys go to work, man. So we want to respect that. You guys, a uh, sorry, I mean, but I'm gonna I'm gonna send you guys a because I don't have Instagram. I don't I don't do Instagram. Uh, that is that's straight, bro. That's straight. You know <laughs> I'm gonna hit you, you, know you guys on Twitter if you want to send me an email. Or send me an email, or if you just want to do Twitter, that's fine. But yeah, I only I only have Twitter. I don't do Facebook, Instagram, all that's you know, Twitter's not too secure, but those are definitely just for security. They're terrible, terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man I mean, you're making I, me reconsider having an Instagram, bro. I, I, I can, it, you know, it, once once we do start talking, I can show you a few things to see, you know, to to help you guys out, just to see if your email's ever been compromised, phone numbers, anything you guys have. You can. There's okay. a way to look all that up to see if it's ever been compromised, if ever people ever sold your information anything like that so like i said I'll, I'll get at you guys on twitter and and we can we can go from there inshallah good inshallah how baby bro go go to work man we don't want you to be late we don't want you to be late. <laughs> i appreciate you guys bro. of course hey. you man inshallah we'll talk soon inshallah what a beautiful brother may allah bless him i mean bro I mean, um, one more announcement. We're also, inshallah, very soon launching, uh, launching a uh, the Three Muslims Discord. I know everyone's been asking forever. So alhamdulillah, we got brothers to work on that as well. So inshallah, thethreemuslims.com will be updated soon. And the Discord will be updated soon. So inshallah, we'll have a place to send our revert brothers and sisters. So when they start practicing, uh, it won't just be us. It'll be the whole community, inshallah, backing them, there for them, inshallah. So make dua to Allah. Allah, that's dope. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, ya Alhamdulillah, man. I had no idea. Really, yeah, I, wanted, I had no idea. Honestly, I wanted I wanted the teams to finish everything, and then I wanted to show you guys. But uh, oh, like a yeah. surprise. Yeah, but um, that's cute, I, bro. Alhamdulillah. Enough has happened that made that made me think like maybe you guys would want to give your input while we're creating it. So I'm like, yeah, inshallah. That. That's nice, man. Yeah. I wish I would have had that when I first started this land. Really? Yeah. I had y'all though, so alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And now, I mean, now we got to do it for others. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. That's beautiful. All right. Barakallah, Fiqh. Everybody, I think, inshallah, we're going to go ahead and end this stream off here. I still did not get a DM from Vlad or Yugen, as far as I know. So, um, inshallah. Maybe and in the, the brother, my bad, the brother that said the whole thing about the diabetes, man. May Allah grant you shifa. Please reach out to us. Because if it's type 2, bro, like, I definitely want to talk with you. Inshallah. 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 And um, Salma says, found the verse Rami meant the recompense of an ill deed is an ill the like thereof. 
But whosoever forgives and seeks uh, to reform, his wage is the affair of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He loves not the wrongdoers. That's the verse I was talking about before. Jazakallah khair, may Allah bless you. And with that being said, Jazakallah khair for attending. Everybody take a second like the stream right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some time, inshallah. I'm going to give you guys some time. Put a timer. Put a timer on there, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, five minutes, inshallah. Another <laughs> <laughs> five-minute timer. Barakallah feek. Um, all right, inshallah. I'm assuming everybody in the stream like the stream right now because they Yo. do like the stream, inshallah. Yeah. If y'all missing fire, put put an F, put a hashtag F. Hashtag F. So so fire can see this. Inshallah. Inshallah, ya Rab. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.